0: <laughs> Hello, I am Suzanne with this, and this is Supercharger Health. Mm-hmm. I am with Discount Med Direct. Uh, you can reach me at 941 421 7155. We are at 2414 Tamiami Trail, Unit 1 in Port Charlotte.
1: And I am Beth Annie Stockdale. Welcome to Supercharger Health. We are recording this from uh, the Your Total Body Wellness Center located at 800 East Venice Avenue, Sweet C, here in Venice, Florida, 3428. Five. And uh, what we're going to ask first is for you to subscribe to our channel and like our videos so that we can grow. And once you get the videos, uh, if you could share them, that would be great too. Um, you'll be able to find us on um, YouTube, on our channel, Supercharger Health, and the podcasts on iHeart or iTunes or anywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcast. What's the other
0: one? Streaker? Speak. Spreaker. Spreaker. Yes, or so Spotify or okay. pretty Spotify, much yeah. anywhere you get your podcasts. Wherever
1: you mm-hmm. get your podcast, just listen to us and subscribe. And what we're doing right now is a little mini-series on supercharge your sex health. I am a brain health coach. I One of the things that I'm getting very interested in is optimizing women's health, especially their hormones. For those of you that may or may not know, I've had, I've struggled with hormone balancing pretty much all my life. Mm. I uh, had a, you know, this, this may be TMI for most, for some of you, but just so you know that where I am coming from, I had a total hysterectomy when I was 31. Mm. So my hormones were out of balance up to then. And then after then, you know, it was all about balancing my hormones. And so it's been special interest to me. And for the last however many years struggling with finding integrative doctors, integrative nurse practitioners, integrative gynecologists that would really take time and do the research and know how to balance someone's hormones so that at 31 years of age I wasn't thrown into menopause, right? And that I could have that quality of life that I wanted at that age. And so going from doctor to doctor and I finally found this fabulous woman by the name of Beth Moran right here in Sarasota and (laughs) she hails from the Hamptons. Uh, She's got over 30 years of experience as a nurse practitioner and a lot of different facets of women's health but Mm -hmm. um, I'll have you talk briefly about that you know your history not your history but there's other facets that you deal with women's health but she has balanced my hormones, my thyroid, my adrenal glands, and I feel better. And I just turned 60. I feel better now than I ever have, thanks to uh, Beth Moran. So I really want to thank you for being here
2: thanks.
1: and um, coming into my life and giving me the quality of life that I have. Uh, so if you can tell, go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about what, your journey, how you got here to
2: Sarasota. Okay. Well, I, I've been a nurse practitioner for almost 40 years, and it started because I was working with cancer. Oh, wow. And I worked with a cancer specialist for years, and it was so depressing. Radiation, chemotherapy, surgery. So I started reading books on uh, psychology and nutrition, and I thought, there must be some other way to do this. And that started my journey, and then I got, uh, I got a melanoma. Okay. And wow. four other health, four other crises in my life at the same time. And it was like, it scared me to life. I thought, okay, <laughs> we got to take this on. And I like that saying, scared you to life. Right. I, I like knew it. I had to make a lot of changes. It was a real wake-up call. And so I went back to school and I have a degree in business administration, which I just did that because I, I think, I love the subjects. It was so different from nursing. <laughs> and then I went to the Margaret Sanger Center, and I applied, and I got accepted, and they had a holistic nurse practitioner program. There so you go. So I graduated from that. I opened Planned Parenthood in New York, and then I opened my own practice three years later. So I have a practice in the Hamptons, and I and I have a practice down here. Oh, so you
1: still have a practice up in the I Hamptons. I do, but most
2: of that I do by phone. Oh, there you, you go. Know, we do phone yeah. consults. I send them a lab request. We go over the labs. I order whatever it is they need to have done in terms of hormones or thyroid or adrenal. Yeah, I mean, so I'm way ahead with this telemedicine. You don't have to tell me. I've been doing this a long time, you know. But I still go up there to do their GYN exams. Oh, good for you. So
1: what, um, what all services do you provide?
2: Well, I do do GYN exams and pap smears and STD testing. I don't do much of that, but I still do do it. I have an office in my house down here. And my main real focus is bioidentical thyroid, bioidentical hormones, adrenal fatigue, and trying to help people get well from the inside out because I went to school and became a classical homeopath. And I don't really take cases, but I like the theory of homeopathy. Let the body heal itself by doing the right things.
1: There you Which go. is what
2: you're doing. I mean, that's yes. instead of giving pills or taking out body parts or whatever it is we do in Western medicine.
1: Right, right. You know, I'm sitting here holding the Suzanne Summers book. This is where my whole interest in finding those different answers, mm-hmm. knowing there has to be a better way to get my body naturally in balance. And I've given this book away. I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. just to be able to to start these conversations with women about their hormones mm-hmm. and it's not this is supercharger sex health and that's going to be kind of like the end result in this conversation mm-hmm. is that it is going to improve your sex health because as women that's part of our being and you know we've talked a lot about this and I'm does it affect the adrenals ability to produce these other hormones well it
2: can't produce them there you go you know, so I, I remember when we first started doing all this kind of work, they were just throwing all these hormones at women. And, I, and I, when I went to the different uh, workshops that I attended with some of the people that I admire, mm-hmm. what they said was, if you don't balance the adrenals, the hormones aren't going to work. You just can't throw hormones at people.
1: Right. So this is, you, you know, step one. I remember when I was working, and we talked about this in one of my last episodes as an attorney, I was stressed out. I was working 10 hours a day. By the time I got home, all I wanted was my feet rubbed. Don't touch any other part of me, right? Because my stress levels were so high. Mm-hmm. Well, with the adrenals producing that much cortisol, there wasn't any capacity to produce any of these other hormones. No wonder I have no libido, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because probably back then my estrogen levels and my progesterone levels and my testosterone levels and my thyroid and everything were shot way back then.
2: Well, you had an early hysterectomy too. Yeah, I was gonna say, you said you've been, your hormones have probably
0: not been balanced ever. That's a shock
2: to the system. Right, (laughs) right. And you probably had the hysterectomy because of some hormonal imbalances. I remember when I saw you, I thought that. Yeah. And I think that the adrenal glands also have to do the immune system. Okay. So here we are with this COVID-19 thing going around everybody's stressed out and that's going to be worse for the way in which you not let this come into you. So we need to work on the immune system and the hormones are part of that too. So it all ties together. together. So, how do, we, ties so together.
1: how do you test the adrenal glands?
2: The adrenal glands only can be tested with saliva. All right, because you have to do a four-part saliva test. They're annoying to do. We have to spit in these little tubes four times in a day, but it's really accurate because it gives us what we call the circadian rhythm of morning, midday, early evening, at night. We see is it low, is it high? Usually, it should be high in the morning and low at night. Many times, when people are exhausted, it's just the opposite. So it's not going to do. I'm not going to be able to help them with thyroid or with hormones, unless I know those adrenals are balanced, too. And they're done with the saliva test, which you can also measure the hormones with the saliva test. Well,
1: let's stay with the cortisol here for a second. Uh, That's one of the tests you had me do. And what what she was explaining is you have little tubes, and you literally spit in them like a half an hour after you get up, before you lunch, before dinner, and then before bed. Mm -hmm. And our cortisol levels are highest first thing in the morning, and then they decrease during the day. Mm And what happened with me is they did that, except when they were the highest, they were even too low. I mean, they were subnormal Mm -hmm. to even start with. And then it was downhill um, as the day progressed. Because one of the symptoms that I was experiencing when I came to see you is um, I would work, 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 work all day. And then I would go home and crash at like 7 o'clock at night. I was done. Mm -hmm. I had no social life. I couldn't stay awake. I would basically, I would keep myself going all day long, and then I would crash out. And because I had, like, nothing. And as far as cortisol goes, being cortisol deficient then causes another series of problems.
2: Well, I think a lot of diagnosis like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, all those types of diagnosis, which are immune system diagnosis, all have to do with hormones and thyroid, and it all has to do with the cortisol. So and it all you, comes right back to the same thing. Well, I've
0: said that for years, that I yeah. think... That's you Chronic you're fatigue is an adrenal fatigue it is. issue. It and is. And traditional medicine doctors don't even look at that.
2: No, they don't know what that is. Well, when James Wilson wrote his book, Adrenal Fatigue, they just poo-pooed him. He's sold millions of copies of that book. He's got great suggestions in there. He's got a questionnaire you can take to see. People will read that book and go, oh, this is what's wrong. Nobody told me. And right. many medical practitioners don't really acknowledge it. I heard well, him speak down here. He was because, great.
0: Oh, wow. And part yeah. of that, it has to do with our medical system and the drug companies and the fact well, that there the insurance
2: is... insurance doesn't pay for these well, things. Well, and there
0: is no drug to fix your adrenal gland. No. <laughs> no <laughs> drug. And I, right. I sell drugs, so, you know. <laughs> that's
1: my that's <laughs> She's my in business. The prescription business.
0: <laughs> yeah. And... But there is no prescription drug right. that will help your adrenals. Right. You have to do it homeopathically or no naturally. that's not
2: homeopathic homeopathic is the little blue vials you get in the health food store it's very different than herbs oh. or natural other products
0: so we have to do it on a more natural level
2: yeah then yeah medicine right,
1: <laughs> right. And there, was, there was there was a simple supplement that you um, recommended and it's mm-hmm. it's been night and day however the adrenal glands are like the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. Chapter number two involves the thyroid. The thyroid, right. So can you explain what the role of the thyroid is? In okay,
2: well the thyroid is, um, again, we did call it the master gland. So it kind of directs how you're gonna feel. And it, the thyroid stimulating hormone comes out of the brain. It produces T4, which then produces T3. The thyroid gland has to do with sleep, with skin, it's right, here, right? it's right here, right? Sleep, skin, hair loss, fatigue, mental fog. There's so many things that the thyroid has to do with. Yeah. And what happens is if you're under a lot of stress, you'll produce the T4 maybe, but the cortisol will block the production of T3. Really? And T3 is the one that has to do with all the things, the symptoms you get from hypothyroidism. And we have an epidemic of hypothyroidism in the United States. So is it from low iodine? Is it from stress? Is it from not eating properly? Is it
1: all the above? Yeah, I think exactly. Things are multifactorial.
2: Right. You can't always say one and one is two. You have to look at the whole picture.
1: Right. So what the hormones are, is, what she's referring to is it's the pituitary, right, in the brain? Yeah. If this messaging system is, especially when you're stressed out, the message goes to produce more cortisol, and then that message gets sent somewhere else, and it's all these messages between your brain and your body, and those those glands and those organs responding appropriately. Mm-hmm. And if you says if your cortisol is high, when the message comes from the T4 to go to the thyroid to say hey produce some, and the cortisol is like Cortisol is like, nope, you're no not way. getting through. Right. That's why you're thyroid slow.
2: Right. But they have oh, to wow. do the right test. Okay. And most practitioners don't do the right test. So they'll just say, oh, your TSH is fine. And meanwhile, then the person still doesn't feel well. So you have,
1: um, and this has been my little, I have these little projects, right? <laughs> one of them was getting everybody cortisol tested. Um, actually, one of the labs here in Venice is like, why is everybody all of a sudden getting these, <laughs> these salivate tests for cortisol? And I'm like... I had something to do with that. Um, And number two is when you get a regular standard blood panel done, Mm -hmm. they test your TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone, which really isn't measuring your thyroid at all. It's the signal from your pituitary
2: to produce the thyroid. So
1: that's not even, it's
0: just like... And then there's a range for thyroid, like there are for most of those tests in your standard blood tests. But that doesn't mean that like if I test in the normal range, that that's really what is my optimal level.
2: In functional medicine, we, the normal ranges are different. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll give you the range of like, you know, two to four for the TSH. I like it at 1.5 because that means it's not working so hard. But most people will go to the, the practitioners and they'll just say, your, th- your t- TSH is fine. I've seen so many people suffer for so many years. It's TSH H- and what, T4? Free T3 and free T4.
1: But I mean, on the standard on the standard panel, there's usually just, usually just there's TSH. TSH. Right, which isn't, isn't measuring anything. It's no. measuring how many times it's knocking at the door going, it's time to produce more, it's time right. to produce more, but it's not measuring how much is actually getting produced. Right. For me, when mine was, My TSH was really high because it had to keep knocking at the door of my thyroid and the thyroid wasn't responding.
2: And eventually with that, that, you would become hyperthyroid because because it was working so hard to try and put these hormones out. So this is, this is a big challenge in medicine, you know, to help people with this and to look at it properly.
1: So I think there's actually, what, six different markers when you're, rather than if those. If you want to
2: do the mole, yeah. If you're
1: gonna do the full panel, there's like six different markers that would ma- to measure the full functioning of your thyroid, including the antibodies yeah. that would include, what, for Hashimoto's or?
2: Hashimoto's, TPO right. antibody, antithyroglobulin antibodies. David Brownstein is the guru okay. for hypothyroid, for thyroid issues. So if people want to know more, they can get his CDs or his books and read. I really think people have to get themselves educated. Well,
1: see that and now and stick it. up for
2: themselves, right? That's and
1: his. ask these questions
2: mm-hmm. and and don't stop till you find somebody that's going to listen to you, right? Because, however, and this is the whole deal: is you know how you feel, mm-hmm. and what
1: I've been, you know, really advocating is we have to find our own health advocacy voice. We need to learn to speak up for ourselves. And if I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z, and you don't know what's causing my X, Y, and Z, I need to find someone else who does. Mm-hmm. You know I mean?
0: Well, and just because you go to a functional medicine doctor or somebody like that doesn't mean that's the right doctor either because the first one that I went to, the first two visits, I mean, she did the full blood work panels, all the bunches of different things, tested all my hormones and everything, but she put me on two medicines. Well, I prefer not to take medicines if I can, even mm-hmm. though that's what I do for a living, because you read those lists of side effects, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to have to take another medicine to get counteract the side effects. So I was looking for a functional medicine person, and she happened to be a nurse practitioner, and the first thing she did was put me on two medications. Mm-hmm. So then I met another doctor who was much more willing to work with me on things and, and stuff like that, so I switched again, but I'm... And now, going through all this, I'm still not sure I'm in the right place, but I'm in a better place. Right. So you right. have to keep looking. You can't just right. right go to who your insurance tells you to go to. Oh
2: no,
1: no, <laughs> no! They're not in the wellness business. No, they're no, in no. the drug business.
2: Right. Um, well, they only know one way to do things. That's what they're taught in medical school. So the when the people that have gone outside the uh, line, so to speak, are people like Christian Northrup, yes, David Brownstein, James Wilson. Mutter, I right. mean, there's a whole group of, of medical people. They have a holistic medical society that I went to that was fabulous. Oh, I bet. And they said, you know, the naturopaths are going to teach us everything we need to know about medicine because they look at the functional body and how it will behave better and how you'll feel better. Right. By what you do or don't do, as the case may be.
1: Right. Yeah. I met Dr. Mercola and mm-hmm. asked him, you know, when he made the leap. From being a GP too into the more functional integrative medicine, and he said when my patients start bringing me articles,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like, I knew I needed to get better educated. Mm-hmm. I needed to open my mind, not only get outside the box, get rid of the box, yeah, and start expanding my base of knowledge. Yeah, when his patients start coming to him with more information that mm-hmm. he that didn't he didn't learn in medical school.
2: Well, I, le- I learned a lot that, that way too.
1: Right. Yeah. Know. So we've talked about the adrenal glands, which are at the the, step one. Step two is the thyroid. So once we get those two balanced out, let's talk about your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and that whole group.
2: All right, so those are the four um, hormones that we look at when we do the saliva test or the blood test.
1: Now talk about the difference between that because you said something right before we went on air that I thought was interesting.
2: The saliva test is the end product of everything that happened in the day. So it's much more accurate. Okay. It's the first morning specimen, and the other three are the cortisol specimen. But you do it all in one kit.
0: The, oh, blood test, okay. the blood
2: test is that moment in time. So it's not quite as accurate. But once you're on hormones, the saliva tests are not accurate because they overmeasure the hormones. But for the initial evaluation, and if you don't have insurance, it's probably less expensive to do a saliva kit than it is to do blood tests.
1: All right, so let me talk this through. But it through. won't measure
2: the thyroid. All right, so
1: when someone comes to you initially, if they are not taking any hormone replacement, they can do that Mm four-stage saliva test, and you can measure the hormones with that first saliva test.
2: Right. Perfect. So these four hormones, uh, men and women have the same hormones. So I don't know why everybody thinks we're so different. We're not any different. We have the same hormones. We might be thinking differently about how we approach life, but we have the same okay. hormones. So when I do either men or women, I give them the same panel of hormones. And, and what then, is that panel? Well, it's the estradiol, the progesterone, the DHEA sulfate, the testosterone free and total, maybe pregnenolone. And SHBG, which is the bound testosterone, and for men we do a PSA too. But that's pretty much what we do to assess the hormones to see what level you're at.
1: Now let's break off the DHEA and the pregnant.
2: I can't pregnant alone. Right. Talk about those two. These are two what we call precursor hormones. They come out of the adrenals and they kind of jumpstart the other hormones.
1: There we go. Get
2: them moving and get them going. If the adrenals aren't functioning well, they may not be able to do it.
1: So that's one, that's another, Right. along with the cortisol, you can look at those two right. to see if it's the adrenals that are not right. functioning properly,
2: okay? And then you check the estradiol and the estrone. The estrone is the estrogen that is riskier. You don't want that high, because that's the one that could predispose you to breast cancer. Good to know. You do progesterone. I mean, estradiol has to do with the brain, with the skin, With, uh, you know, we prevent Alzheimer's with with estrogen. Okay, so there's,
1: so we're going to do a little sidebar here. So we're talking about supercharger sex health, but we're going to put the sex health aside for just a second for all you women that even if your libido isn't important to you, you don't have a man in your life. It's you and your cats. It's still important. These hormones are still important for your brain health.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Because once these hormone levels start dropping, your risk of Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. dementia and heart disease—that's mm-hmm. right, heart the, disease—the protective you. Right. effect of estrogen and right. our entire bodies—and it's uh, Suzanne Summers again with that book really opened my eyes of how
2: important estrogen is. It is important. But it's important then also to check the progesterone.
1: Well that's the balance. Because the back.
2: progesterone balances the estrogen. If the estrogen is too high, it can pull it down it can you give them progesterone, it brings down the estrogen so you have less risk. That's why we always combine both. I've had patients okay. come in like you that have no uterus mm-hmm. and they just give them estradiol. They and that's
1: exact I have fired. So many gynecologists, because they refused to put me on progesterone because I didn't mm-hmm. have a uterus. And they, so they didn't even understand that. Remember, like you mentioned about how many doctors you've gone through, how many gynecologists just, they refused. They forget you have breasts?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what they're thinking about, but, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. No. And progesterone has to do with bone health. It okay. has to do with balancing cortisol. It's a calming it's like estrogen's the gas and progesterone is the brakes. Is
1: that why we do the progesterone at night?
2: Well, that helps with sleep. Yeah, so if okay. your cortisol is high at night, you get progesterone at night, it brings down the cortisol and it helps you sleep better. But there usually you go. the capsules for that. Okay. Yeah. And then...
1: So all you women out there, a little sidebar on that. Some signs and symptoms of being estrogen dominant is that when you're getting your night sweats and your hot flashes,
2: that may not be dominance. That may be uh, not estrogen no, no. depletion.
1: Estrogen depletion. If you
2: have estrogen dominance, you're going to have breast tenderness, you're okay. going to have heavy bleeding, fibroids, breast cyst, ovarian cyst, too much estrogen. It stimulates all these organs.
1: How about with our perimenopausal and our menopausal women? Um, what are the signs that they're not having enough progesterone?
2: They're usually very moody. Oh. <laughs> Food ca- <laughs> Our cravings, gonna- alcohol cravings. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was married, my husband left an article on the table about PMS. I said, oh, thank you so much for my patience." He said, it's for you. For you. <laughs> like, are we going <laughs> to use the B word? <laughs> sure. That's right. All right, you women out there. If so you're,
0: you're getting... just telling us you're human and just like the, you know, the lawn service guy whose grass is long and the uh, <laughs> the plumber whose plumbing doesn't work. You're saying you weren't paying attention to your own stuff, even yeah, though you were taking care right. of all of your patients. Isn't that always the way? Well, we don't
2: <laughs> see it. The shoemaker you know? without the shoes. <laughs> 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 but then the next is testosterone. Can I, I, want th- I really want to address this testosterone issue, Let's because talk about it. I think that uh, both men and women say, testosterone testosterone, they think sex." Well, definitely it has to do with, with igniting the fire and helping with the libido. It also helps with brain health. It also helps with bone health to prevent osteoporosis. For men, Amazing. it prevents diabetes and heart disease. Really? And it is not linked to prostate cancer. As a matter of fact, I just listened to a podcast and they did this uh, whole study on men in prostate cancer. Men with low testosterone were more prone to prostate cancer. You hear that? It's just backwards. And so we're now starting to use the testosterone, even if you've had. Uh, Prostate cancer, it's a wonderful hormone to light the pilot, so to speak, and it gets the brain going in a way. When women get on testosterone, what they say to me is, "I feel more like myself." They, their mojo. I say they get their mojo back.
1: There you go. There you go. So women don't think. We just think of estrogen and progesterone as ours, and testosterone as Mm -hmm. his. But what you're saying is that women too. Need a little bit of
2: testosterone. Right. And, all, you know, there's something else I wanted to mention. A lot of women, as they go through menopause, have vaginal dryness, so they don't want to have sex. And the story is, well, I can't have sex because it hurts. So the man starts to have sex with the woman if it's a heterosexual couple. The woman has pain. She pulls back. He thinks he's hurting her. Now that's the end of the whole thing. Right. And they don't talk about it. Right. If, the easiest thing for women to deal with is vaginal dryness. And he's, how? And how? Well, I use vaginal estriol. You know, there's different ways to do this, but I like estriol. It's the best for the vaginal lubrication. It increases the elasticity. It also, if you use vaginal estriol, it holds up the bladder because what happens is the vagina gets less elastic and the bladder starts dropping. So now, you know, you're losing your urine. So there's so many reasons to use it.
1: So we're talking incontinence. Mm hmm um utis uh-huh. bladder infections that's right and vaginal infections vaginal infections yeast infections all those because that wall is getting thinner right 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 so a little of
2: estradiol cream. i don't use estradiol i mean i'm sorry what was i use estriol, estriol. it's the mildest estrogen there is estriol yeah. get i think it's right. safer yeah. if you give a woman straight estradiol it's possible it'll stimulate the breasts more than you want it to because it's still absorbed
1: all right so what are the three different types of estrogen
2: yeah Estriol, the mild one, prevents oh. breast cancer. Estradiol is, is a little bit stronger, which is good for the brain, the cardiovascular. Estrone, you don't want to keep that high. You want to okay. keep that low. So we want the first two? The first two. But and more so the that's first what one. I do when I do the estrogen. I combine both the estriol and the estradiol. So I use 80%, go. usually 80% estriol, which enhances the estradiol, so you're much less risk for breast cancer. And then you add progesterone. There you go. So And then you add testosterone. Now, testosterone also increases estradiol. So we always have to look at that when we remeasure, you know, is the testosterone raising the estrogen or the estradiol? So then you might have to change the dose or give them a little more progesterone. Well, I, mean, I-,
0: I know when my dad was a, f- a few years ago, he they put him on testosterone and he was at a point where he just couldn't stay awake. I mean, he had mm-hmm. Parkinson's and so he had a lot of issues going on, but... He, we couldn't keep him awake during the day. I mean, literally we'd have to like wake him up to eat lunch and then he'd take a nap and then we'd wake him up to eat dinner and then he'd take a nap and then we'd wake him up and he'd go to bed. But they put him on testosterone and it was amazing. It Same. was like, it made him a whole different person. It, it gave him his mojo back. It woke him <laughs> up and, and
2: you know, he was- What also increases uh, muscle mass. So, you know, if you're a bodybuilder or you're older, I have a friend that had prostate cancer and he was kind of flatlined afterwards. Uh. He's a great guy. And I heard this podcast. And so I sent him the podcast. I said, what do you want to do? He said, let's try it. So I put him on bioidentical testosterone. He's, he says, I don't know if it's the testosterone or what it is. He said, but I'm going through this COVID-19 like everything's fine. I'm fine. There you go. <laughs> you know, it affects many parts of the body. And I want to tell you something you're going to like is that if women have orgasms, it increases the musculature of the vagina. And I have a physicist in New York, and he's big on this orgasm thing. Everybody should have (laughs) orgasms, whether you're having them by yourself or with your partner. It doesn't matter. Me, myself, and I? It's the vital force. (laughs) Right. Right. I have some stuff that can help with that. That's true.
1: (laughs) We've talked in a previous episode about raising oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that you measured, that we we try to increase that oxytocin Mm -hmm. because women naturally, and we know... That oxytocin naturally lowers cortisol.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And your oxytocin is at its highest when you orgasm. So that is a natural. It's that's a what, bonding
2: hormone. It's a really right. bonding hormone.
1: But it's a good way to reduce your stress level
2: mm-hmm. and to
1: increase your own oxytocin levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, at that point is to get that cortisol levels those down. I'm
0: seeing another show coming. I see another show coming. <laughs> well, we it's didn't a, get these great ideas.
2: It's like a symphony orchestra. <laughs> it is. You've, You've got to have all analogies. the instruments if you're going to play a good tune. You know? Right.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you had mentioned it, and I want to talk about it a little bit, the difference between synthetic and bioidentical uh-huh. hormones.
2: I just had this whole conversation with one of my patients who <laughs> moved, moved out to Santa Fe, and she said, I don't have a uterus. I don't think I should be taking progesterone. It's going to cause breast cancer. So, of course, I pulled out all the articles <laughs> and all the research. What happened is when they started hormones years ago, um, they only had Premarin, and they also had estradiol, and progestin. Progestin is a synthetic progesterone. And when they did the studies on the increased risk of breast cancer with hormones, Mm -hmm. they thought it was the estradiol and the Premarin. It wasn't. It was the progestins. And Chris Northrup wrote a a paper in the 90s about this, and I never saw anybody seeing this information. So I kept I kept the paper because I knew that I had to educate people. So I never use synthetic progesterone ever.
1: Okay, so when you said progestin, what is progestin? It's a
2: synthetic progesterone and the problem with it is doesn't it gets stuck in the liver and it it just creates cardiovascular problems. When
1: you put something artificial in your body, your body doesn't know what to do with it. And is right. that
2: more the brand name? Progester- it's a brand name, but, but it's also what synthetic yeah. progestin, progesterone is, is progestin. Yeah. So I started looking at these bioidentical hormones, and I thought they were interesting to me because they match what the, the body produces.
1: Now, it,
2: it's, can you explain what bioidentical means? It's like what the body produces. It matches, like when you put it in your body, it matches up in the DNA. The body goes, oh, go. I know what this is. It this recognizes it. said. Right. There you go. So I called Chris Northup and asked her what she thought about this, because here I was on the eastern end of Long Island all by myself doing this stuff. Uh-huh. She said, absolutely, that's the way to go.
1: Oh, wow. All right, so well, got her I've blessing. been doing it a
2: very, very long time. And, you know, I met a little crit- criticism at first, but really I think the more educated women became, the better they felt about using something that was more adaptable to their body. that had fewer risks, very few risks, so that if they're balanced.
1: Right, so that big study that we all heard about and all linked with breast cancer, what we have to realize is they use synthetic hormones in that study.
2: Right, and I think when you look at breast cancer... Again, it's not one and one is two. It's not just one thing. We have to look at what they're eating, what their emotional factor is. Are they smoking? Are they drinking alcohol?
0: And isn't there a genetic component as well? There can
2: be, yeah. But there's also a field called epigenetics where we can reverse the gene imprint by changing how you lead your life. Whether it's cardiovascular disease or breast cancer, you just do things differently.
1: All right, so can yeah. you touch on that just a little bit that about the sounds epigenetics like another
0: stop show.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's it,
1: it's, a, it's been around for a while actually. So when we use a word for folks that have never heard about epigenetics, how would you describe it for them?
2: It's a study of what is what is genetically inherited on your DNA and then is it possible to change that genetic imprint by changing what you do in your life? And the science is showing it does it can change. And, uh, I mean, I'll have people come in and say, oh, well, my mother had heart disease. I'm going to have it. Well, not necessarily. Let's look at what we can do to change your gene imprint.
1: There you go. And the way I've explained it to people is genetics loads the gun, Mm-hmm. We get to decide whether we're going to pull a
2: trigger That's good.
1: by mm-hmm. our own behavior. Right. Am I going to smoke? Am I going to drink to excess? Am I going to expose myself to environmental toxins? Because all of those type of toxins, absorbing those toxins, then activate those genetic predispositions mm-hmm. where and basically turn them on.
2: Right.
1: Or we can just let them right. be where they're at.
2: My big thing in my practices, and has Mm -hmm. been from the get-go because of my personal experiences, I want people to get lots of information so they can make an intelligent choice for themselves. I say, we are playing cards. I give you the cards, you pick the winning hand, not me. But I want you to have all the facts. And then once Mm -hmm. you have all the facts, I support your decision. If it's risky at all, I'll tell you, but it's still your decision.
1: And I will... Respond to that is when we started working together. I have breast cancer on My maternal side not my mother but her two sisters Mm -hmm. So we talked about that putting me on estrogen and you know looked at those risk factors Mm -hmm. and we looked at my Epigenetics, you know, I'm a personal trainer. (laughs) I'm a health coach. I'm a brain health coach. So my lifestyle is so healthy and that risk factor is over removed, you know, would be different, I think, if my mom had breast cancer, we may be having a different yeah, discussion. That's right. But with that removal there and my environment, we took that into consideration and we had that discussion.
2: Well, and sometimes if, if somebody has a, a family history of breast cancer, and men can have this too, by the way, Maybe we won't want to use any estrogen, but maybe we'll use a little DHEA to kind of there you go. move it along and jumpstart it a little bit. There you go. And I, I also say, I do not treat lab tests, I treat people. So I want you to come in and tell me what's going on. We'll right. look at the lab and we'll talk about what's going on in your life. Right. I mean, I kind of interview people, you know. I don't want to just have somebody come in and say, I want to have hormones. No, no, let's see what's going on here. Right. <laughs> what's really happening. Right. You know, look at Be- the bigger picture.
1: Right, because if we're just treating symptoms mm-hmm. and we're just treating lab reports, mm-hmm. we're not getting the whole
2: picture. No. And there's a lot of emotional component. I, I also um, mm-hmm. do a, the workshops on psychoneuroimmunology, which is the mind-body connection. And the emotions are huge in terms of the peptides. So you can't just separate hormones and thyroid. We've got to talk about... What's going on in your life? And right. when I see people, uh, adrenal fatigue, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know what you need to do that you're not doing? What? You need to meditate and do yoga. I don't have time. That's, that's what they tell you. Don't have time. And, of course, we're not going to get the, the mm-hmm. stress hormones balanced if we don't do some outside work. Right. You can't just wave a magic wand. It's probably not going to work. It's the whole package.
1: Right. And we get accustomed to the way we feel.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Not realizing that the way we feel may not be the healthiest for us. Mm -hmm. I just met a a gentleman who's got really, really, really severe ADHD. To the point that he talks in bullet points. He doesn't even talk in full sentences. Mm -hmm. Like his hyperactivity is, and I want to help him. And he's like, no, I'm using it for my favor. Well, he's going to get burnt out. He is, yeah. He's getting, you know, because of all these other factors. But this is for anybody sometimes we just accept that we're in adrenal fatigue and oh i'm just getting older mm-hmm. you know the whole thing right. oh i'm getting older thing right. that's where this timeless aging comes into play yeah our bodies were designed and you can comment on this i think i read that our bodies if we take care of them are designed to last us like 120 years wow
2: i never heard that
1: um if we take care of them
2: mm-hmm. i had right. heard
0: 80 that your major organs will stay as long as you live a reasonably healthy life mm-hmm. style, meaning you don't abuse drugs or alcohol or things like that, that mm-hmm. your major organs will live until good until about 80. And, and then, then what
2: happens? And, well, then
0: you start to see the decline <laughs> yeah. in the, the major organ, obviously.
1: And then I think it's probably from a pump standpoint, your heart and your lymphatic pump, you know, maybe that's where the aging starts because
2: it's the pumping. Well, I we mean, if you talk about free radicals, stress oh, yeah. stress creates free radicals. That there creates aging. It's like rusting the pipes. And I wanted to mention something that I see women, I call them the wired but tired girls. Oh, boom, yeah. Explain, boom, boom, explain boom, boom, that. Yeah. And they're just going a mile a minute. I can do everything. And they're exhausted. They're totally exhausted. And they start to have pain. This is like the fibromyalgia, the chronic fatigue, and other types of, of immune system Problems that occur, and, mm-hmm. and they're more susceptible to getting diseases that they wouldn't be. And John Kabat Zinn, I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with him, he's amazing. He runs a clinic up at the Wellness Institute at the University of Massachusetts. And he right. was, these doctors had all these patients with pain and they couldn't help them. They started sending them to John Kabat Zinn. And he would make them, I did his workshop, you sit on the floor and you put a raisin in your mouth and you just taste the raisin, you feel the raisin, you experience the raisin. (laughs) And then you lay down and you do yoga. And guess what? Their pain went away. Mm. Because the body calmed down, had time to repair. It's like putting your foot on the gas pedal and not letting up. You're going to flood your engine. Right. And that happens in the body, too. There has wow. to be a time of rest and And repair. that's
0: where I was a few years ago. I was taking care of my dad. We had a two-year right. period in our family that just one thing after mm-hmm. another. And and it's funny because in going through all of this now, I realized at, like a year after my dad passed away and things kind of calmed down that I was still at that high stress level a year later yeah. waiting for the next shoe to drop, mm-hmm. waiting for the next thing to happen. And then really had to kind of consciously do things to, to de-stress myself, even though the stress in my life had. But
2: that's when you get sick, <laughs> when the stress stops. Right. Joan Borisenko right. has written right. books on psychonerminology, and she explains that. You know, you just yep. keep up, keep up, keep up, and then when you stop, then everything crashes, and then right. there you and go. And so I had
0: to, like, I started doing yoga, well, not good. regularly, but I, you know, yeah. could, did it when I could, and mm-hmm. I started doing more things to relax and, and bring that stress level down. And then I noticed just recently with everything that's going on with the COVID-19, I wasn't even feeling my stress raising from it, but I started to feel my adrenal gland. And I've gotten so in touch touch with how I feel and my tiredness levels that I notice when that adrenal gland starts to get overtaxed. And then Mm -hmm. I can take some adaptogens and things that help me right. to and right. then i know i'm like okay i got to relax i got to do you know some meditation or gotta i, I got to do something i learned how to learned breathe i learned how to breathe right we learned that's a big thing and so i've i've learned that mm-hmm. you know over the years but i didn't even realize that my because i was so used to for so long being at that level of stress even though i had come back down that when it started to go back up i wasn't even realizing it until
2: physically i felt it mm-hmm. so that- since workshop she said, this is the first time I felt my body. Yeah. I feel all parts of my body. I was totally out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. you know, in order to make good decisions like this, you have to be in touch with your body oh, and your intuition. And men have intuition as well as women. I never like to think that this is just something we women have, because it's not. Oh, no. no. And they just sometimes you need to pull it out because they're not used to being told. Well, what do you think? Or they tend
0: to go with their gut feeling. They don't call it intuition, Mm. they call it a gut feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think generally as a population we're not in touch with our bodies. We're
2: going too fast. Yeah. How can you get in touch with your body when you're zooming in there? (laughs) Cell phones and computers. And and it's
1: because we are constantly reacting to Mm -hmm. stimuli Mm -hmm. and instead of shutting that stimuli off. And that's yeah. where the meditation, mm-hmm. that's where the yoga, that's where that quiet time comes so that you can hear that other voice. Yeah. And listen to your body and feel your breathing, like what John taught us how to, you know, how to breathe and get in touch with that breathing. Mm-hmm. And really because this is what we have. This is what this is the gift that we were given. And what I tell my clients is like, we were given this. And we were also given the responsibility to take care of it.
2: That's right.
1: And part of what we're doing with Supercharger Health is learning about our bodies and having folks like you come in and explain to us about how our adrenal glands work, how our thyroid works. You know, like Dr. Daniel Amos always says, you don't know unless you look.
2: And it's all chemistry.
1: And it's all chemistry. <laughs> and frequencies and, yeah, yeah, that's right. and that's all right. that. Yeah. So how can folks get in touch with you?
2: Well, the name of my practice is Integrated Wellness, and my phone number is 941-925-7872. My website is BethMoran.net. Very simple. Everything's Beth Moran.
1: Beautiful. And that's B-E-T-H-M-O-R-A-N. <laughs> right. Simple enough. You've got my personal testimonial. Oh, thank you. Because... We went went through my first phase of getting hormones, mm-hmm. and then I found you. We found each other, and then I had the That's follow up, story. <laughs> right? And then I had the follow up blood draw, and we had to do a lot of rebalancing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I haven't felt this. I don't think I've ever
2: felt this good. Well, you look great. Oh, so thank good. you, thank you.
1: Um, and so the moral of the story is, you have the ability and the capacity to feel really good and you don't know unless you give it a try. Don't settle for how you feel. Women out there, if you feel like you're in a funk, if you have no libido, you have no spark, you have no drive, I don't want to hear you say, it's because I'm getting old. No, you're not getting old, you are hormonally deficient. Whether it's your adrenals, it's your thyroid, it's your DHEA, any of the the other, all the above. And you don't know unless you look, and I'll tell you what, knowledge is power mm-hmm. and once you get that first it's a saliva test it's a spitting in a tube it's a simple blood test mm-hmm. and looking at those numbers and saying this is why i feel the way i feel mm-hmm. and then working with you to get you balanced out and then realizing really how good you can feel yeah it's yeah. amazing it's it's to it steal
0: from our friends over at chelsea place they like to say you don't know what you don't know yeah, that's <laughs> right. a
1: Lifespring
2: thing. That's what they used to tell us in life. Spring.
1: Right, but unfortunately, some people just get comfortable, and they just accept that that's what it is, and they don't have to accept it. So this is Bethany Stockdale on Supercharger Health, owner of your Total Body Wellness Center, located at 800 East Venice Avenue, Sweet C, here in Venice, Florida, 34285. Call me, text me, 941-468-7091. I do initial brain health hormone assessments basically it could be the first step before you would go see beth moran because we would identify your symptoms and get you really thinking about all the symptoms that you're experiencing and start putting we're going to start connecting the dots and then you're going to go see Beth. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah and Suzanne. I'm Suzanne with Discount Med Direct. Uh, we are in Port Charlotte at 2414 Tammy Trail, Unit 1, or in Cape Coral at 229 Del Prado Boulevard North, Unit 9. You can call me at 941 421 7155. You can find us at info at healthsupercharge.com or on Facebook at Supercharger Health.
1: And we're going to be continuing our Supercharger Sex Health mini series. Uh, when you see this episode, if you have any other questions, or any other things you would like us to explore, do not hesitate to either email us or comment. Podcasts or videos. There you go. And until we see you again, supercharge your health. And listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. There you go.